This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Thursday afternoon Rush Hour here on 77 Talk Radio WABC. I am James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. If you'd like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And, of course, more news than you can shake a stick at. I wonder where that expression came from. I don't shake sticks at it. Well, <clears throat> let's, not go, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> we... Have so much that CNN is um, told Don Lemon sayonara. No, only for the night primetime show. They're moving him to the morning. That means he's going to have to get out of bed at what time? Three in the morning, four in the morning. Now, n- morning shows and hats off to Sid and Bernie and any morning show host. Because if you live the morning show life, that means just so you know, I mean, you don't just walk in when the show starts. You have to get there early. You have to do prep, at least if you're a professional, which means that your butt is usually in the facility by 4 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 3 o'clock in the morning, which means that you are up really early, which means if you don't go to sleep early, your day is hosed. And in the wintertime, it gets even more fun because your body clock plays a lot of tricks with you. You can wake up some days at 530. It's still dark outside, and and you wake up, and you jump out of bed, and you scream, oh, no, I'm late. And you get up, and you stumble in the bathroom. You grab the toothbrush. You start brushing, and then you realize somewhere along the way that it's 530 in the evening, and you've just taken a nap. And that's your life if you do morning shows. So good luck. That's life. That is. Don Lemon, good luck in the morning show, especially since you're going to be on with Caitlin Collins, apparently, and Poppy Harlow. Poppy Harlow is just one of those. I mean, if someone told me that I had to do a show with 
Poppy Harlow. That'd be enough to me to, well, it's CNN. We shall see. But anyway, Don Lemon's continued ragging of Republicans and all of his opinionating and all of that good stuff will have to occur now in the wee hours of the morning. And good luck, because now Chris uh, uh, licked the uh, the head over there. I, he was involved with CBS's morning show, and that show did a great turnaround from where it used to be. So now he's got a program against his old program. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Joe Biden has apparently reached a tentative deal with the largest rail companies, the freight companies. He claims his new deal is going to help bring down inflation. No one with any economic education can understand how that's going to happen. But Joe Biden insists that, indeed, it will happen. Workers are going to get a 24% raise over five years. It also caps health care expenses. They're also going to receive sick days and additional paid, uh, paid off days a year. So it's a good deal for, I suppose, for these rail workers. Now, the most fun story of the day, well, two, have to be what's going on with the immigration front. Liberals are besides themselves, and when they're beside themselves, They're just usually more liberal. They're beside themselves that they get. The other self is still liberal. They're besides themselves. Because Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida decided he's going to send two airplane loads of illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. And I think that is absolutely hysterical. I love the way that Melissa Fine reported this story. Melissa Fine reported this story for American Wider Day. She says, once again, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has dropped the mic on Democrats and captured the hearts of cheering conservatives in a move that has NIMBY libs losing it. NIMBY, of course, not in my backyard. The fearless leader has sent two chartered planes full of illegal Venezuelan immigrants to the uber-exclusive shores of Martha's Vineyard. Yes, Florida can confirm the two planes with illegal immigrants that arrived in Martha's Vineyard today were part of the state's relocation program to transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations, said the communications director, Tyron Finsk to uh, Fox News Digital. States like Massachusetts, New York, California, will better facilitate the care of these. I'm saying that. She didn't write that in the story. She said states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they had invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary cities and support for the Biden administration's open border policies. 
Now, liberals are having a cow. Some of them. In fact, we have, don't we, Kevin? We have Karine Jean-Pierre, who has a comment about how how awful this is. I believe, it's not right, Kevin, that's the second cut of hers, right? Yeah. Let's listen to Karine Jean-Pierre. Believe so. Fact at the that Fox News and not the Department of Homeland Security, the city or local NGOs were alerted about a plan to leave migrants, including children, on the side of a busy DC street makes clear that this oh, is just a cool DC. premeditated political stunt. This is what they are doing. And a couple more things. The migrants, including children, who arrived in Martha's Vineyard were misled <laughs> about where they were being taken and what would be provided when they arrived is also deeply alarming. The children Governor Abbott abandoned in Martha's Vineyard, the children that the that um, it was DeSantis. that Governor DeSantis abandoned uh, as well, um, you know, deserve better. They deserve better than being left on the streets of D.C. Get your work straight, Jack. So you see, she's a little upset there. Now, there were also some immigrants that made it their way to D.C. Those were left at the Naval Observatory. You know where who lives there, of course? The vice president, Kamala Harris. So they brought illegal immigrants to the doorstep of Vice President Kamala Harris, who was supposed to be in charge of our nation's borders. And uh, Karine Jean-Pierre was unhappy about that, too. She also was unhappy when she was, uh, and listen to this answer. She was asked a question if, you know, because uh, Kamala the other day on on, uh, Meet the Depressed said that the borders were secure. And a reporter asked Karine Jean-Pierre about that statement. And this is what Karine Jean-Pierre had to say about it. But does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do sense, just that, to make sure that um, uh, you know, to make sure that to make sure that the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. <laughs> uh, do you stand by that? Well, uh, uh, what we do uh, stand by is um, uh, the uh, process that uh, we uh, uh, put in place. We uh, put a process in place and um, uh, duh, we uh, stand by um, the uh, process. Uh, this that we, is what organizing looks like. We put in place a process, and the process um, is um, uh, what we put in place. And she's starting to sound like Kamala Harris. And uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, the border secure? Secure borders? <laughs> this is your federal government, folks. Okay, this is your... Todd Benjamin is going to join us in a while. Todd Benjamin has a story had a story in the New York Post that's quite interesting. Of course, Todd Benzman, our resident expert from the Center from Immigration Studies. Now, Greg Sargent is among those that is just very upset. He's with the Amazon Prime Washington Post. 
opinion. Ron DeSantis' repulsive Martha's Vineyard stunt is made for Fox News. They can't get Fox out of their brain. And all of a sudden, it's repulsive to, look, folks, the Biden administration, Obama before them, which begat Joe Biden, which begat open borders, they've been shipping illegal immigrants all around the country in the dead of night for years. And these same hustlers at the Amazon Prime Washington Post at all these outlets didn't say a word about it. Now, the governor of Florida and the governor of Texas sends a fraction of those immigrants to sanctuary cities, and all of a sudden, people like Greg Sargent are up in arms. This is repulsive. And of course, Karin Jean-Pierre. This is inhuman. There is a great story today we will get to on the other side of everything. I, I love the Federalists. I love the way conservative media is reporting these stories. There's a, 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 a piece in the Federalist today by Tristan Justice. Ten even more awesome places to send illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah, baby. This is just, this is just heating it up. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling, with you. It's Post Nerds Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC. Coming back after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high and canvas covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac with me you can ride And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside he asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand, and I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been Johnny everywhere, Cash brings man. us back. Across the desert, there, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, been to Martha's Buffalo, Vineyard. Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, M- Panama, Martha's Nevada, Vineyard. Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Baron, Kula, and Padilla, I'm a killer. I've been to Kamala Harris's house. Don't be rude. I've been to City Hall in New York. This is Eric Adams. I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Kingston, Texas, County, Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen. I've been to Martha's Vineyard, man. Tennessee, Tennessee, Chicopee, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, Beach Lake. I've been everywhere, man. And get this, amigo. Ain't through yet. Oh. WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Catch It Nights comes after this program. Uh, let us catch up with our dear friend, 
and colleague who just does the most amazing work, Todd Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate being back. Yeah, my pleasure, Todd. You had a front-page article in the New York Post. Biden's dirty deal sold out Haitian democracy for migrant deportations, a former envoy says. Uh, Todd, what is the gist of this article for those not fortunate enough to read it themselves? Well, this is really uh, quite an explosive uh, story, if I do say so myself. I mean, it's just a great story. It needs to be told that Haiti a year ago had its president, elected president, assassinated in his residence. And the assassination occurred just about uh, a couple of months before the nation was about to hold its first democratic elections in many, many years. And I mean for its National Assembly, you know, the parliament, and for another president. And the Biden administration killed all of it, just killed the elections and installed a dictator instead of allowing these elections to go through. Why? Because at that time, uh, we have this Del Rio migrant camp crisis in Texas, 17,000 Haitians, and they were desperate to shut that camp down to liquidate it. The way they chose to liquidate it was to deport a bunch of them back to Haiti, but they needed permission. So the guy they put in there, uh, the dictator, Dr. Ariel Henry, agreed to take them, and that's what happened. We killed Haitian elections, any chance that they had for a normal civil uh, life in Haiti, uh, so that the Biden administration wouldn't look bad in the upcoming November 22 elections, midterm elections. And this is according to the Biden-appointed ambassador to Haiti, who told me this in an interview, uh, explained the whole thing, described the entire scenario. And he was so upset by what the administration was doing to Haiti, victimized Haiti always, that he resigned his position. Uh, this is not an enemy of the Biden administration. He was appointed by Joe Biden and resigned over this uh, terrible injustice, the latest of another terrible series of injustices by the United States against Haiti. And to this day, they have this dictator in there and no election on the horizon. Now, let me see if I understand this right. I'm going to walk through these. I'm going to walk through the steps very slowly here. <clears throat> and I just want to see if I have this. I want to have this. I just want to make sure we have all this right. Now, let's start here. In Del Rio, Texas, there was this big, big, big gathering of illegal immigrants. Some of them were under the bridge. We remember talking to you back then. You had pictures, even though the mainstream press wouldn't carry the pictures of it. They wouldn't report on it. But you, Todd Benzman, you were down there. You were walking amongst these people. You were reporting on it. You were there. You right. saw it. We had the big conflab of, of, of illegal immigrants hanging out in Del Rio, Texas, under the bridge. Now, 15,000. 15,000. Now, let me make sure I got this part right, too. Now, most of these people, a lot of them, these were the people that were, how shall we say, people of color. They were from Haiti. 
They were from Haiti. They were people of color, many of them. In fact, we remember Joe Biden and his crew getting all upset because they claimed that a bunch of border agents were whipping them with whips and all sorts of stuff that turned out not to be true. That's now, right. That was, in, that was the Del Rio camp crisis. That's right. Now, Joe Biden said, we got to get rid of these colored folks. Well, he didn't say that. He said, let's get rid of these people. They just happen to be people of color. So for all sakes and purposes, let's just put it like a tears. He said, let's get rid of these colored folks and send them back to Haiti. So they talked to a guy. The president had been assassinated in Haiti around the same time frame. They were getting ready to elect their new parliament. They were getting ready to have representative government. And Joe Biden said, not on your life. We're going to install ourselves a puppet master. We're going to install ourselves a dictator down here who will take these colored people back to Haiti because we don't want them here in the United States. And so the Joe Biden administration just did that. They got rid of all those deportees. They sent them back to Haiti, sent them back to poverty. And at the same time, they killed off the elections the free elections of the Haitian people in Haiti so that they could get this accomplished and take all this bad press off the news, all this talk about there's a horrible crisis at the border. They got rid of all of that talk by getting rid of the people themselves, sending them back to Haiti and making sure that we had installed the dictator in Haiti that would take them. Do I have this story right? Yes, you do. That's pretty much what happened. Uh, the administration, it's been very well reported by the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and the Washington Post. All three of those newspapers have well reported that the, that the migrant camp crisis in Del Rio was a, 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 a critical event that scared all of them about the November 22 elections. That's in all three of those newspapers. Uh, They were desperate to get rid of that camp because international media eventually started to show up because it was just such a uh, dramatic eyesore visual. And they saw that they were not going to be able to get rid of it anytime soon unless they took Trumpian measures. They had no Mm. problem pulling Trump measures back to just get rid of that camp, but they needed approval from an authority in Haiti to accept them. That's just international law. And so they cut a deal with the caretaker prime minister at that time, the acting prime minister, Dr. Ariel Henry, and said, you're just going to be our guy from this point on, and you're going to cancel those elections, cancel this years-long process that was – look, they were supposed to have elections on November 7th, 2021, the first round of elections. And on September 27th, just right at the end of the camp crisis, Dr. Ariel Henry disbanded the council that was putting all that together and canceled all the elections. The ambassador, our ambassador at that time, was so outraged by this that he resigned in protest over it. Now, this was his resignation was reported falsely. Uh, as some kind of uh, he had this moral, uh, you know, uh, you know, backlash against the deportations. But when I talked to him, 
he said that wasn't at all the case. He goes, I was mad that they killed Haiti, Haiti democracy for that. For such Joe a Biden kills democracy in a black nation. Is that headline? He did. They were right on the cusp. They were just weeks away from this this election. And one thing that I find very interesting from uh, Ambassador uh, Daniel Foote, that's his name, Daniel Foote. Uh, he's a career Foreign Service uh, veteran. This was kind of one of his last uh, positions. Mm-hmm, he's just mm-hmm. taken the position. Uh, as he said, listen, you know, these elections were going to fix Haiti's root causes for, you know, pushing these people to the U.S. border. Mm-hmm. This is what they needed to do to fix to, for root causes. And they killed the one thing that would have addressed root causes of the immigration from Haiti. Well, Todd, uh, he, I have a, yeah, a favor to ask of you. I have a favor to ask of you. There are, there are two outlets that need to hear about this. Would you be so kind, Todd, to ship a copy of your story over to the Washington Post? Because they are concerned over there that democracy dies in darkness. And what I would like to point out to the Washington Post is that the Joe Biden administration killed democracy because of the darkness of the skin complexion of the people there. So let's help them define their slogan a little bit better. That's one. And then would you also send a copy to that woman over at Carnegie Mellon University who keeps ragging the queen for her imperialistic behavior, even though the queen has passed now, and wish the queen a painful death? She needs to hear about this, too. So maybe she can have some kind words to say about Joe Biden and his democracy-killing administration. I would, just, I would ask you to do that kind of. Todd, this is good. Thank you. Great reporting, as always, Todd Benzman, Center for Immigration Studies. You have an upcoming book. We have to go to a break, but quickly tell us about your book and where people can look for it and get it. The book. The book. Well, we lost him. No, go ahead. One more time. We lost you. Go ahead and tell us about the book. it's, It's from the book, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. Uh, ToddBensman.com is where you'll find the link to pre-order it, and it'll be up on Amazon in a day or so. And this story and many more like it, Revelations, are in this book about the greatest border crisis in American history by far. Todd Benzman, you are an amazing journalist. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Up to Martha's Vineyard. Edwin Starr brings us back. His first big Motown hit, 25 Miles to Go.
question today i had a uh, a post that asked me it was actually a private message say hey what happened to the booty bomb thing you haven't given us any reports you know i will ask the person that has been granted the booty bomb if she and her husband is still uh using it daily and what effects it has had on her uh, uh, uh booty so if you're not hip to this story jennifer lopez j-lo has a new product that's supposed to help keep your, your booty in shape. And so we, I bought some and gave it to some friends to see whether the advertising on the booty bomb is correct. And it's been a while since we reported on it. We will uh, find the answer. Monica Lewinsky is in the news. This is related to the death of Kenneth Starr. Monica Lewinsky says that she has complicated feelings about the death of Ken Starr. As I'm sure many can understand, my thoughts about Ken Starr bring up complicated feelings, she tweeted out on Tuesday. But of more importance is that I imagine it's a painful loss for those who love him. Now, you say what you want to say about Monica. That's pretty class. That's classy. Monica, of course, not happy with Ken Starr. She had an awkward encounter with him back in the 90s. Well, and in 2018, she said she ran into him at a West Village restaurant. She expected apology, didn't receive it. When he was asked about it, he said her life has been disrupted, but the evidence is the evidence. Despite her initial gracious response to Star's passing, Lewinsky later noted that her complicated feelings ran deep. Well, of course they would. But at least she had the class to not be vicious and mean in her statements, unlike some people reacting to the death of Queen Elizabeth. Another death, well, sort of death, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, mocking conception, mocking when life begins. She was asked about abortion during one of her, whatever, in the self-professed devout Catholic started mocking Republicans. She claimed that a lot of Republicans think that life begins at the candlelight dinner before the, the night before. No, Ms. Pelosi, we don't take it that, that lightly, and we don't joke about it the way that you do. But then again, you have no res- reverence for, or you don't express a lot of reverence for the sanctity of life. You just make claims. Harvey Weinstein in the news. He's begging the judge to stop a prison dentist from pulling out his ill, rotten teeth. Harvey says, look, I have the money to pay for my own dentist. It'll just take a day. I have cavities. I can't eat because I'm missing teeth. His lawyers are saying that barring him from dental care is a violation of his constitutional rights. A gaping hole in the front of his teeth makes him look ridiculous and like a caricature. 
His lawyers say he can pay to transport himself to and from a private dentist. Others say, yeah, that's right, but it still would take manpower for the, from the sheriff's office. This is out in Los Angeles, where he used to be king of the hill. Now, he can't even get to a dentist to get his rotten teeth pulled and replaced. Maybe you've heard about the woman that is the Department of Defense diversity chief. Her old tweets have been dug up. They're racist. I could go into detail, but why should I? They're just, she's a black woman, and her racistness is, her, her racist, she should have been fired immediately. Of course, she's still there. Another racist. See, racist is all right if you happen to be the right color to be a racist. She's the right color to be a racist, so it's cool. That's the Biden administration. That's today's liberal America. Racists are cool as long as the racists are the right color. Gavin Newsom has signed a controversial social media bill in California. The bill demands reports from social media uh, companies on their policies regarding hate speech, disinformation, harassment, and extremism. Hmm. We shall see. Democrats have raised all this talk about they're going to vote, they're going to hold a vote for same-sex marriage now that abortion has, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Oh, this was immediate. We're going to do it. They've decided today, Senate Democrats, they're going to wait till after the midterm elections to hold the vote on codifying same-sex marriage. Why? Hmm. Interesting question. Why wait till after the midterms? This is popular. According to Democrats, why not do it now? Why wait until after midterm elections are over? What are you afraid of? LeBron James, who I very often have strong disagreements, has weighed in on this NBA owner. The guy you talked about yesterday, Kevin, is whatever his name is. Starver. Robert Sarver. Sarver, okay. LeBron James isn't happy. He is totally ragging the NBA. Uh, he says this is not like, what was the other guy's name for the Clippers, that old fart? Donald Sterling. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they threw him out entirely, gave his team away. And LeBron is like, why would you do that to this guy? And this guy, you're just doing a little slap on the wrist. Is he right? I mean, I see the argument. I definitely see the argument that history doesn't definitely doesn't play, you know, in in the favor of, you know, in the past when Donald Sterling had all the allegations against him and how he was with his franchise, you know, taking everything away from the man compared to today. You know, there was there was a different commissioner back then. You know, I mean, it could be a different way of how they see things today, but, you know, history definitely doesn't uh, play on the side of the, what happened with uh, Mr. Sarver. Okay, like I said, uh, let me just amend my previous statement. Racism is okay if you have enough money and if you're the right color in today's America. This guy's loaded, so his racism and misogynistic, I guess, okay for the NBA. Never mind. All right, I said, I, I hinted before the 10 places, I love the article in the Federal Today, 10 even more awesome places to send illegal immigrants. I'll list them really quickly, or at least some of them, when we get back. Got to take a break. But before we take a break, I want to just remind you about this. To our loyal listeners, you asked for it, you got it. 
this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, 77 WABC, are recognizing their fans and their loyal listeners with the 77 WABC weekend, Friday nights. It starts Friday night. The Ferry Hawks game versus the Long Island Ducks. You can grab yourself a free T-shirt. Then on Saturday, kids, your kids, can get out to the stadium, get to run the bases, a professional ball field, follow the game. And then after the game, following the game, fireworks. On Sunday, you can get team autographs. The kids can run the bases. You want to know get tickets? All you got to do is this. Go to WABCRadio.com slash FerryHawks. WABCRadio.com slash FerryHawks and get a family of four pack of tickets for free. Free tickets. Get them for your family. Family of four pack of tickets to either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday's Ferry Hawks games. Go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks right now. Come celebrate 77 WABC weekend for free with the Staten Island Ferry Hawks and 77 WABC this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock as the day begins. Wow, such an iconic song. She's leaving home. closing her bedroom door, leaving the note. She hoped would say more She goes downstairs to the kitchen Clutching her handkerchief You know, there have been so many versions of this song But there's nothing like the original What a beautiful song What an amazing masterpiece The Beatles, she's leaving home Uh, Okay, so this list quickly, and then we're going to get to some phone calls, 800-848-WABC, of course, the number to always call here on WABC, 800-848-9222. Remember, catch the night up next. So uh, the Federalists did 10 places, 10 even more awesome places to send illegal immigrants. Number 10, they suggest the MSNBC journalist Chris Hayes send them to his house. Number 9, send them to the Washington, D.C. neighborhood of Georgetown where the power elite Democrats live. Eight, send them to Joe Biden's Delaware Beach House. I like that. Number seven, send them to the island, the rich vacation island of Nantucket. There once was a girl from Nantucket. She, never mind. Um, <clears throat> ay, ay, ay. The number six place, send them to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. New York District Office, number five, another New York location. That's not. Send them to the Hamptons. Send them to the Hamptons. I want that. Number four, send them to Chicago's Hyde Park. Ah, ah, number three. Send them to Gavin Newsom's office, the governor's mansion out in California. The number two place, the federal suggests that. People should send more illegal immigrants. Send them to Mark Zuckerberg's house. 
the one in Beverly Hills. Well, no, no, no. Yes, the California House. Now, number one. The number one place, according to the Federalists, send the immigrants, the illegal immigrants, to Beverly Hills, California. They can see the Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. Uh, Let us head to the telephones. Viviana in Brooklyn. What is on your mind this afternoon, Viviana? What an honor to speak to you, Bo. Um, I'm really concerned you gave that great uh, interview about the uh, Haitians being shipped back. But right now, uh, Joe Biden's administration is destroying uh, uh, the republic by increasing lawlessness. Uh, I was heartbroken and angry beyond measure to know that, that Mike Lindell's office or rather home, was raided by the FBI. I believe it's only we the people that can stop these people because Merrick Garland's doing nothing. The FBI and DOJ has been weaponized. They're going after and trying to destroy Donald Trump and anyone who vocally supports Donald Trump. It is clear, and I have been railing for weeks about the corruption inside the DOJ and the FBI, and not thin-skinned about approaching it at all, suggesting I believe that the FBI needs to be shut down and reformulated into a new agency that is properly vetted and, and the political bias weeded out of what is an incredibly corrupt organization, and the DOJ is the same. And so I couldn't agree with you more. And to see the weaponization of America's legal enforcement turned around and used as a political weapon because their hatred for Donald Trump is so immense, it is it is beyond belief what we are living through right now. I couldn't agree with you more, Viviana. So thank you for that call. We shall see if Republicans are able to get back the House of Representatives, if there will ever be any true oversight of both the DOJ and the FBI. Let us go to Ira in Long Island. Ira, welcome. How are you this afternoon? Yes, hi. Um, I just wanted to comment, like, what's with Lindsey Graham? He's he's screwing up the chances for the Republicans in the midterms by pushing that abortion bill. Doesn't he have better timing? You know, a lot of people want to know that. Lindsey said he wants a nationwide abortion ban after 15 weeks. Now, look. Some people in the pro-life movement may think that this is great and they would support it. I don't understand all of this fear that people have now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. We should not have fear about discussing it. I do understand that there is fear in some quarters, depending on which state you live in and what the makeup of that state is. But overturning Roe v. Wade was the best thing that has happened in this country in the last 50 years, and Republicans ought to proudly talk about it instead of hiding because they're afraid that it's going to hurt them. Take the offense on this. Explain to Americans how good this ruling was and what this means for life and what this means for restoring America's moral fiber and our moral center as a country. Let us go to Tom quickly in the Bronx. Tom, how are you? How are you? I'd like to say that the Washington, D.C. needs some good publicity for a change. And 
They should try to help the nation of Haiti rebuild Port-au-Prince that was destroyed in that earthquake, maybe using the army builders to go in there and, and put in the steel buildings because the concrete, when the earthquake came about, killed a lot of people. If it wasn't for the concrete, a lot of more people would have survived that earthquake. I don't know about that. You should see what oh, happened to this. Definitely, definitely. Tom, you should have seen what happened to the shanty home. Now, the earthquakes are a horrible thing. You're absolutely right. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not denying that what you're saying is true. I just said I don't know, and I don't. I'd have to do some research in that. But, Tom, what an interesting thought. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, quickly, no, we're out of time. Yikes. The hour goes by so fast. Remember, catch it night up next here on WABC. Keep it right here all day, all night. Get that WABC apps. And go to WABCradio.com slash Ferryhawks. Get those baseball tickets for this weekend. Listen, we're back tomorrow. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We need his protection and his love during this time that this country is going through. Back tomorrow for, we'll see you then. Bye. Oh, son of a bitch.